welcome to the Girl Shoe Box, the pod all about identifying what fits you as it relates to love, health, and wealth. I'm your host, Jeannie. And I'm your co-host, Renata. And we are Lashawn's here. Hey, y'all. Hey. All right, and then I am connecting one of my best best friends for 17 years. It is Nicole, and she's going to be joining us as well. And this is a combination of 36 years of friendship and entrepreneurship, of experience. My girls and I, we're going to have just a roundtable discussion about our untold truth. We balance love, health, and wealth. So let's discover you in the box. All right, everybody. And I think we got somebody else coming into our chat room. So we're going to say, hey, G-Box chat room. Hey, G-Box chat room. (laughs) 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 All right. We have another person coming in as well, trying to join as a speaker. But we are not actually having speakers at this time. But um, so once again, so let's get into it now. Me and my best friend, so my best, so so I'll give you a little background. Me and my best friend, we've been best friend for 36 years, right? 33, I don't know. Is that Nicole coming in? I'm in. (laughs) Welcome to the girl, she's back. Hey. Hey. So we were just describing, like, she's all my best friends, and we have LaShawn um, as well being our co-host. So Renata, my best friend, 36 years. Nicole's my best friend of 17 years. So we got some depth going on in here, okay? And as much as they go through my love story, I don't think I've ever really truly had to define what is love. So it's like all these different types of love. Um, and we just really want to get into discussing the actual meaning of love and how it applies to you. And how do you demonstrate or like prefer love? So, like, G box chat room people, like, I truly define love based off the Bible, straight up. Like, you know, First Corinthians 13, love is patient, love is kind, you know, love is thoughtful, love is not self seeking. But clearly, sometimes you got that toxic love, and then while you're in the middle of love, you're still trying to figure out what works for you as love. So, how do you define love? Um, Well, to me, love means having deep feelings for someone, um, like finding someone who brings out the best in you. And you can truly trust that person you love and you're comfortable around them. How about you, LaShawn? Give me a little background. Are you in love now? I am in love now, unfortunately. Yeah, that love thing is hard, y'all. it is when you um, had that question to me i was like damn i didn't even know i've had to to think about that question (laughs) and it it it, it shouldn't be i mean it seems like it shouldn't be that hard but it really is a hard question like Mm -hmm. it is i felt like it is a strong spiritual connection because love have you doing some crazy stuff out here Mm -hmm. so that's why i I just felt like it's just like a deeper level of um emotion that you feel towards another person Okay. And what about you, uh, Nicole? Yes, I am in love. I am a newlywed. So, yes, ma'am. I am in love. 
I agree with the last person. I, I'm sorry, I forget what your name was again. I, I'm like, let's in and out. Let's join. Okay. Um, I agree with with what she said as far as um being in love is you have to be faithful in love. You have to go by the Bible in love because there is a lot of things that's going on in the world. You got people cheating here, cheating there, com- com- confessing their love to their actual loved one when you know you're doing dirty. I feel mm-hmm. like love is when you do have that spiritual connection, when you can sit there and talk to this person like that's your best friend, when you can confide your deepest, darkest, mm-hmm. anything in your mm-hmm. life to this mm-hmm. one person and know that it will never leave those four walls that is when you know that is love. Right. Aside from the fact that, you know, they ask this little cliche question, would you ever take a bullet for me? I'm going to say in my marriage right now, I love my husband that much that yes, I will. I will take a bullet for him. So that's how I define love. Mm, okay. All right, right now. <laughs> Listen, you going to protect us. Also, let me let me throw this in here too. Let me let me just throw this part in here because this is unique for me. Very unique for me. I think I believe that love is when you can have a partner and love their children the way that you love your partner. For me, mm. I'm a, I'm gonna take it out there. I'm gonna put it out there. When I met my husband, he had he has eleven kids. When you think about that, you be ready to run. Mm. 11 kids, where? Where they still do that at? That's, <laughs> that's not common day stuff. Man. You you don't even want the one or two that you had, but y'all got 11. <laughs> so when I first met his kids, it was love at first sight. All 11 of them. And so uh-huh. if you can't, if, they, if, they, if you come with a kid, we a package deal. You got to love my kids the way you love me, or right. it's a no. And to be honest, like, that is a truly blended family, you know, and going from someone, you know, me being raised, born and raised, you know, I, all I have is a mom and dad and me, I'm the only child, right? right. And I did the, the, the typical, this is what you're supposed to do, you know, go to school, um, go to college, graduate, you find your true love, the whole fantasy story, right? The big white house and the, and the pick fence, right? And I didn't have no kids. I waited, sort of, sort of, you know. <laughs> and once I got married to have my child, I didn't have my child outside of wedlock. But I did all those things. And now, 14 years later, I find myself attracted to someone else that was not my ex-husband. And I literally have to understand blended family. I don't even know what it is, you know? And then my best friend calling me, go ahead, GD set mom. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I was like, oh, shoot, that's where I'm going to be. And that is clearly just going into trying to identify, you know, the love communication. And like you said, Nicole, like, even when it comes to your love language and being able to show that love language, not only to your partner, the one you want to ride or die with, but you got to show that love language and also kind of go hand in hand with how you deal with them and their kids so um i just recently you know i'm back on a date saying yes everybody so make it clear you know listen i'm back on the date saying and i recently had somebody ask me matter of fact they text me this right what is your love language first of all it was nine o'clock in the morning okay 
I don't even think I talked to Nicole yet. First of all, I don't talk to nobody until <laughs> I talked to my girl. Okay. <laughs> and I was like, can we please um do this another time? And so I called Nicole. I said, Nicole, guess what? She was like, well, I said, why this boy asked me what my love language is? I ain't never talked. I, first of all, I never met him yet. So you're talking about straight up first conversation, maybe talking back and forth for two to three weeks on the text. And you asked me my love language? And then she was like, but Jeannie, that's something I really got to understand and identify. And mm-hmm. to be honest with you, I kind of avoided the question because I really never identified that. So tell me, like, Nada, like, what is your love language? Because I don't, I don't even know what my girl's love languages are. And it's crazy because, I mean, as old as we are, like, I, like any guy I've talked to, I've never, we've never had that conversation like, so what's your love language type thing? You know what I mean? Like, that was never a conversation I've ever had with anybody, really. But I would... Affirmation, quality time, receiving gifts, acts of service, and physical touch. So out of all those, like, what is the main one you feel like you identify with? Or you fall in love with your husband. You get what I mean? Because, I mean, I like to say, well, I think that my love languages are probably um, acts of service, words of affirmation, and quality time. But I think acts of service is probably my top one um because it's like if my husband if he does anything to shorten up my workload without me having to ask him anything like that's it like Mm -hmm. i love it that's the one that's the one (laughs) y'all don't leave him that right there that's hard to find i know and how long (laughs) you been married how how long y'all been married um almost 15 years It'll be 15 this year. I know. I know. <laughs> wow. So, LaShawn, tell me, yeah, um, what's your love language? I agree with her on that one because that right there, if you find that in a man, that is mm. some quality right there. My husband is that too <laughs> as well. And, you know, it's been days I couldn't do it without him. You know, that is a plus right there. Also, I feel like um, compassion. Like, you got to show me that you love me other than that, too, though. Like, that 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 um, I'm in the kitchen cooking and come up, sneak behind me and grab me and kiss me and that smack girl, on the booty. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I feel like I need that. Like, you showing me that you are really interested in me. And it should go vice versa, too. Um, mm-hmm. That is a, a key thing right there. Like, just... Mm-hmm. Wanted. <laughs> you know what? It's funny. That, it's funny that you would say that, right? Because the way this whole situation went down is, is crazy. I met my husband in January last year when I had COVID. Um, I married him in May. Yeah, that's how fast that went. But before I met him, literally, it was the week of Christmas, and I was saying to Jeannie, I was like, you know what I want for Christmas? I just want a husband that. When I, Because I cooked Christmas dinner for myself, by myself. I was living in Atlanta by myself. My kids is back in Philadelphia. So it was just me and my dog for Christmas last year. And I'm standing at the kitchen um, stove cooking me a little Christmas dinner, trying to be in the spirit by myself. And I was like, God, can you bring me a man that can come in the kitchen while I'm in here cooking and stand behind me and just rub with me and touch me? I promise you. <laughs> that's what I told Jeannie I wanted yes, and did. a week and a half later I meet yes, this man did. and this Christmas that just passed I was in the kitchen cooking and my husband was right behind me and 
<laughs> but you know what? I also what I also did was before I that day when I said that, I went upstairs and I pulled out my journal and I wrote 15 things that I wanted to be I wanted in my husband. If I can get at least 10 of those 15, I'm good. Now, out of the 15, I was like selfish with one you know i had this problem with dating guys under under six feet so i was like god don't be a little selfish on this 15th one but can he be six feet taller <laughs> god said no you can have everything you want that you just asked me for but he gonna come in a package of five six you gonna work with that <laughs> I like, you know what god you was right i asked you and you delivered that is that's what i'm saying or when you guys say um what love is that's love that's love because you love god god loves you you ask him for something and he tell you to wait and then he tell you when you can have it and that's what he did i kept getting bum boys every time i try to put myself out there i just kept getting the wrong man that's because i ain't go to god about it right. the, the moment i went to him it was like here you go you got all of this except for the height you deal with the, you i'm gonna give you five six you lucky i don't give you five four Mama let me have my Yeah, we exactly the same height. Well, he a little taller than me. He like five ten. I'm five eight. So he a little Is bit taller five, than me. But if I put five, them heels on, you know, if I put them heels on, <laughs> yeah, I'm a little taller than him and he ain't got no problem with it. So right. Oh, wow. So let's take a little break and I just want to give a shout out to all my G Box chat room listeners. Say hey. And hey, just let you know. Just to continue to get girls shoebox access, make sure to follow our podcast channel. We're gonna be on Apple, Spotify, and Stereo at the Girl Shoebox. Also follow us on Facebook, TikTok, IG at the Girl Shoebox. You can also reach out to us via email. Um, at info at girlshoebox.com. You can go on our website at thegirlshoebox.com. And guess what? On our free first time airing, we are going to give our free giveaways. So okay. make sure <laughs> you have your friends and your family to follow. And we are super excited. And once again, I have my girls. This is at least a combination of 36 years of friendship, entrepreneurship, and we just diving in, just talking about what love is and really get into the nitty-gritty of how you can communicate your love, even if you're not in love. Um, and so as I continue thinking, like, okay, when I was in love, what was my first love experience, right? So all the way back to kindergarten. <laughs> kindergarten. Kindergarten. I didn't know he was going that far. I can't even remember. I gotta change my answer. God. <laughs> I went to kindergarten. Now, I'm not saying y'all gotta get up to kindergarten. I'm just saying no kindergarten, but go ahead. I'm sorry. My first, <laughs> my first experience. First of all, Bernard, I think you remember him. It was this little white boy named Mike. See, oh, that's no. the problem. <laughs> that's the problem now. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? me like a princess he always pulled my chair out he always made sure I had paper and a pen he all and then in order for me to be his girlfriend guess what he did he wrote on that little piece of paper and he said do you like me check box yes or no okay (laughs) oh god he 
and you know I ain't played them games. He ain't played them games, okay? And I'm just like, hey, have you I right. ever? You should have stuck with him if he was that smart. Get started. Absolutely. <laughs> right. And I'm just like, man, have I truly had that first love experience that mimics my crush in kindergarten? So tell me, girls, like, let's let let's switch it up. Let's start with LaShawn. Like, what was your first love experience was? It was your first love experience with your husband? No, it was not. <laughs> but I will say that my husband did show me what true love really was. Now, my first love experience was not, it was a toxic love experience. It wasn't a good love experience. It was uh, everything but love, if you think about it. But at that moment, you know, I thought it was love. Um, But my husband did show me the definition of what true love is. So if we go back to kindergarten, I did have a little crush on this little boy in kindergarten. And I thought, and, and we wind up having to uh, go into different schools and stuff at the uh, after kindergarten. But he was just the sweetest little thing, sweetest little thing. I, he ain't write me no note talking about some yes no uh, check because <laughs> <laughs> um, in kindergarten he ain't know how to write that. I don't know where Jeannie found that one at. <laughs> she should have stuck with him. He was very, very smart, very, very. Yeah. This little boy, he pushed me out the chair and stuff. Yeah, I didn't get that. I got pushed out the chair, and and, you know, my pigtails got pulled and all that. But you know, come to find out that it was a little crush that was going on. Yeah, that's genuinely what it is. Yeah. When the kids want to hit you and stick their tongue out, they like you. Mm -hmm. I didn't find Mm -hmm. out he liked me really until years later. We wind up seeing each other years later. And he wind up saying, well, you know, I always liked you back then, or whatever, whatever. But, you know, I never really went anywhere. So Nada, so what was your first love experience? Did you get the butterflies and the heart pounding and the nonsense and the how how okay. was you feeling? Okay, well mine. I mean, I was thinking. Now I was thinking about maybe second grade. Second grade. Because you remember little boy Robert? Oh, Ooh, she didn't put his name out there. Well, I was thinking about that, but I was like, I was in love, but he wasn't in love with me. He he has eyes for some other little little girls, whatever. But I I we not gonna use him as as uh no we not gonna use him. But if that was your but if that was your first love experience, then it's that that's your first love experience, no matter what it was. It is what it is. He was a cute little boy too. That was not your boyfriend because. He was he was on to them two two other little girls that was always around him. Oh, but, he liked the fashion. I don't know what I don't know, but <laughs> he was the cutest little thing. And I was like, oh my god! It was like little hearts in my eyes every time I seen him. He ain't he ain't paying me no attention, but <laughs> you know what I mean. I was just like, oh, like the, it was the little butterflies. I don't know about no head pounding, Jeannie. Have you, I've, <laughs> I've never has anybody experienced head pounding. Being in love so hard, I've never had that. I don't want it either. Wait a minute. I, I wouldn't want it either, but I'm just trying to figure Hold that out. Up. Nicole did. <laughs> 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 That's why she would quiet. <laughs> I'm a true. I'm gonna say this much. I'm gonna say this much. This is my second marriage. My first husband. I I, I have never, mom. never, ever been in love. With my my ex husband, we was together for uh sixteen years, 
before we divorced, 16, mm. 17, 17 years before we divorced. And I never, I never was in love with him. Like I was never in love with him. I learned to love him over mm. the years, but it wasn't that feeling of being in love. And I never knew what that felt like until now. So when my husband is a man of many questions and so in the beginning, he liked to ask questions to weed you out. If you not his what he's looking for, then he weed you out by his questions. And one of his questions to me was, have I ever been in love? And I told him, no, because I have never been in love. And he said, when I answered that question that way, he was that was a red flag for him to leave. Mm. He was like, I can't understand how a woman went 40 plus years and never, ever knew what the feeling of being in love was until now. Yeah, it's it's the butterflies. I still get the butterflies when I see his text messages come through. Um, can I, I ask, how did you know you was in love now? It's it's the way that I feel and the things that I do. I have never felt that way before with my ex husband or my daughter's father. Me and him was together for eleven years. I never like. I, I it's it's hard to explain. But it's that, un, it's that, it's that, let me tell you this. The first time we was intimate, I'm just going to say intimate. I'm going to put it all out there. The first time that we was intimate, <laughs> I cried. Literally, I cried real tears. You ain't never cried before? Never. Not, not the no, very first time. But it wasn't it was not, it was more like a soul tie type of cry. Like, okay. uh, like this person has made, like I have, if you would have met me this time last year and, and know me now, you would be like, who is that girl? She different. She talks different. She walks different. So her whole game, like he pours into me. And for that, and he prays for me. He prays over me. Like all of that stuff that he does makes me beat. But like I'm in love with him. Like mm. I'm all the way here in Illinois acting like a little kid. Like, can you come see me this weekend, please? I need to see you. We was talking about that last night. And he was like, baby, you sure that's not an obsession with me? I had to think about <laughs> it. Like, I might be obsessed with you a little bit. Maybe so. <laughs> I might be. <laughs> I, I think I might be. But I, the way that I feel, I just never felt this way before, ever. When I married my last husband, I mean, my first husband, I was looking at stability and comfortability. He had a stable job. He had his own house. He had his own car. He had everything that I had a car and a job. Actually, no, I didn't. All I had was a car. I had no job. I was living with my grandma. So when he came along, it was just like, okay, this is a chance for me to be stable and comfortable. I'm, I'm, mm. I'm in. And that's why I say mm. I didn't love him. I, I, had, I wasn't in love with him or loved him initially. I had to learn to love him. And that's probably ultimately the thing that caused the, the um, the demise to the, to the marriage. But, you know, that's, everything has a, has a season and a reason. And I went through my season and I moved on. Mm-hmm. And, and so you, you say like that. Right, so you pretty much is describing like the principles of love. So, like, to get into like the heart of the soul is describing it, that experience in which you like ignored the definition of love or didn't know what the definition of love was, <clears throat> and you still continue to be in that relationship. Um, and so, Nicole, like, I'm like walking to you with the process because we seventeen for seventeen years. Yeah, and identify when enough was enough, and just like how I was, like you know, the man I chose to marry, I was twenty five years old. You know, I'm just getting out of nursing school, um, and I never knew now that 
the man that I chose when I was 25, I'm not keeping that same type of man when I'm 40. And you know, and I have to figure out. Listen, it's like, so you know, I just like, I was evolving when I was 25, and I just truly didn't understand the importance of valuing red flags. Why? Because at 25, I really didn't value myself. You know, I I still had to try to figure me out, and I was just so stuck on wanting to do this fantasy world. Um, I was just like, okay, let's let's go all in. Um, and in doing this, and now coming out of it, I'm realizing I have to like rediscover who I am. Um, I have to mm-hmm. rediscover that I need a purposeful, you know, lifestyle in order to truly understand what a true sense and awareness of how I want to receive love. So I can give love all day. That's the part though. I feel like we all just, we give that love and we give that love. I think it's kind of natural as a woman to be that type of person to give love and, uh, but receiving love or even accepting love. Because I know once I got with my husband, it was hard to even accept the love because I didn't know exactly what love was from my prior Mm -hmm. marriage before him, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. and, and accepting the love even when it's there, is a big part, too. And it's hard to do that, right? It's hard when you got a man that's doing it. You're like, okay, when are you going to change? How long is this going to mm-hmm. last for? When is things going to start going downhill? Or and what are you up to? You see that consistency. Why are you acting like this? You know what are you acting like this? Like, you got up his sleeves. Yeah. But then when you know... But then when you realize, like, yeah, I deserve this. This is what I exactly. deserve. I deserve to be exactly. loved like this. Exactly. And just as much as I'm showing him this type of love, I deserve this love, too. And once you realize that, then everything works out. And I everything think that what you out. said, that comes with just loving yourself, um, having, mm-hmm. self-confidence, having self-confidence. You know, I don't know how you guys were brought up, but I was brought up in a broken home. And in my home, I never heard the word. I never heard the phrase "I love you." Mm-hmm. I never heard that from my mother. Mm-hmm. I, I've never heard that from my father. And you know, a father's love determines what your husband should at least present as. But mm-hmm. I didn't have that, so I'm pretty much stepping out on faith. Like, okay, and I'm trusting what these people or these men are telling me when I'm, you know, when I'm dating around it, and I'm trusting what you're saying. And then when I realize that it's all bogus, I done already started loving you. So, and then when you turn around and you meet somebody that, yes, that is your person that you're equally yoked with, and they show me how to be loved, how a woman should be loved, you like, I ain't used to that. That's that's weird. You you, like, you jumping out the car before he come around and open the car door. Mm -hmm. Right. And then then you go through the whole, like with me, I know I go through the whole, I love you versus I hate you. I hate you. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. I'm not used to that, right? So when you're not used to something, you run away from it. And so mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. how you get through, okay, because you always say there's a thin line between love and hate. Girl, I was I was a runner and a track star. Don't play. <laughs> <laughs> I was right. like, I see something right. I'm running. I'm scared. You're going to hurt me again. I don't want to be hurt no more. Let me see all your sad angles right now, bruh. I want to see. Cause don't break my heart, and that's what happened when I when I first met my husband. I was doing stuff to sabotage the, to sabotage it, and him being he called himself a gam grown ass man, I, and I and I'm like okay I can rock with that because he was like I knew what you needed, 
and you was trying to run from me, but you needed to be loved. You needed somebody to love you the right way. You never had that. This is what he's telling me. Excuse me, sir, is you my counselor or is you trying to get to know me so I could be your wife? Which one are you? A <laughs> so, little bit of boo. Just a little bit of boo. <laughs> <laughs> so, Nana, like, what would you say, I mean, as far as your principles above, what's your takeaway when it comes to your love experience? Okay, well, it was one time I ignored my definition of love was back like in my early 20s. <clears throat> I guess I was about probably around like maybe 20 or 21. You know, 2021, 20, you young and you just, you know, naive and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I was in this relationship. Everything was great, you know, at the beginning, like every other relationship. And then all of a sudden he continually questioned things I do, places I go, um, like things like that. So in my mind, I'm thinking, oh, he's looking out for me or he, mm-hmm. he misses me. You know what I'm saying? So then he started just doing stuff to upset me, like just picking, nitpicking, just, I don't know, just bringing me out of my character. And like my whole demeanor changed, you know, I was acting differently around people. It was like the whole relationship just turned toxic. Mm-hmm. And um, like, you know, I was so in love. I couldn't see um, like the controlling or what was going on <clears throat> and then it was like until I figured out that wasn't that wasn't love you know because love is supposed to build you up it's not supposed to bring you down mm-hmm. um um uh the person you love should bring the best out of you and he wasn't mm-hmm. you know he wasn't so it was like in that case I was just like overlooking and and my whole thing is like me Jeannie knows like uh I, I I'm I can be a little dude sometimes <laughs> Meaning, so, like, so Renata, I'm, I'm... Renata, let me ask you this question. You said, um, you said, you said, what did you say? You said, um, I'll, I'll, I'll remember it. It'll come back. <laughs> so, see, when you get in your 40s, you be like, you yeah, like, wait a minute. Because it was like, it was the whole line of my life. Because I'm the, I'm the type of chick, I've been around a whole bunch of guys, like, all my life. So I, I see how they are. But when I was in that relationship, it was like, I had, like, the blinders on. Like, I was so in love, and I was just taking whatever. Now, let me ask you, it came back to me. And I mean, if I'm, if I'm talking <laughs> too much, you could just, just tell me, you know, not that's too much. But mm-hmm. did you grow up in a two-parent household? No. My father okay. passed. Well, they were they were um, divorced, but okay. no. So, so, like I I feel like how you felt when you said you put your blinders up. Every every little girl needs their father, and right. every little girl is looking for their father in a man. If they didn't have it, and I mean I say every. Mm-hmm. When majority, when you talk to a lot of women who say that they, they didn't grow up in a two-parent household, they was never shown what love was. They didn't, they never seen it. They never experienced it. So they, they don't know. Um, most women who can confess to that usually grew up, either their mom raising them or their grandparent raising them. So let me ask you, when you felt like um, your blinders was on to his red flags, did you feel like you was looking for a father figure? Did you feel like the things that he was doing to you was the things that a father would do, like, chastise you, ask you questions, where you going, where you going with, that type of thing, and you thought that it was a normal thing, do you feel like, because your dad passed away, I'm sorry to hear that, but do you think that him not being there, or a father figure being in your life is the reason why you ignored those red flags, because that's how I feel. No, I know I, I don't did. think so, I don't think so, 
Mm-mm. Yeah, like when my dad, like my dad got deported back to Jamaica. So once he went back to Jamaica, it was no contact. I didn't hear from him. I didn't see him. No, no birthdays, no Christmases, no nothing. Mm. I'm 46 years old. The last time I seen my dad, I was two years old. Two. Wow. So I'm, I didn't have that. Um, I didn't have that male figure in my life showing me. I didn't have which you know, I didn't have two parents in the same household kissing and holding hands and rubbing and just showing what love really is. So right. in my 20s, I was just thinking love was whatever I made it to be. Oh, he, you know, he got, he got, I never understood this until now. Um, Dickmatized. I was like, okay, this is what this is. When you get older and look back, you be like, that's what that was. Mm. Oh, he's buying my tokens for me to get back and forth to school. Like stuff like that made me feel like that's my, that was like a fatherly thing. You my boyfriend, mm-hmm. why are you making sure that I'm getting back to school and home from school? You buying my tokens, you buying my trans pants, you buying me clothes, you doing this and that. And I'm accepting it because I'm thinking that's what love is, and it really wasn't. It, mm-hmm. it was somebody controlling me. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even see it. I didn't right. I didn't even I didn't even realize it. So I guess, you know, I was asking you that question to see if, you know, what your perspective was on it, because I, most of the women that I've talked to that has the same upbringing as me generally say that they was looking for their fatherhood in their in their mate. So, but I think it also depends on who your support system. You get what I mean? I think right. just because you necessarily don't have a father in your life doesn't mean you don't have a grandmother or or a grandfather or um, some type of mm-hmm. male presence mm-hmm. there. So I think overall it's more of, of a male presence. Because right. I mean with me, I had my mom and my dad and we all know kind of like my story, you know, because sometimes you are attracted to, right, maybe the parent that may not have, like, the best communication style. You know, unfortunately, you know, we all have different issues when it comes to our family, and we all are not perfect in our family. You know, yes, my parents married 46 years, but that doesn't necessarily mean that the love that they may demonstrate to me or how I feel was perfect every single time. The characteristics of the individual parent, how people parent, I feel like that all can take, you know, precedence of how you set the stage of what love can be. And just wrapping things up, you know, I definitely was able to identify just trying to figure out what my purpose in life, and I always love to read. Y'all know I love to read. So I'm putting it out there. It's one of those amazing books. It's called The Purpose Driven Life. It's What on Earth Am I Here For? It's by Rick Warren. It's always on the website surfing. So I want to give an amazing shout out to www.tonyrobbins.com. He's a phenomenal author. He's a phenomenal um, blogger, um, website, and everything. And it's really trying to understand date with destiny. So you type that in Google, go to www.tonyrobbins.com, and it truly gives you an insight of what is the purpose of dating. And I guess I got all my married girls on here, but I got to reach out to my single woman as well because God now identify with y'all, okay? <laughs> and <laughs> we're going to be walking through this girl shoe box, um, and I'm just super excited. I thank you all to my friends for the support and the love. So make sure to watch us every Monday at 9 a.m. And the next one is going to be Icebreakers versus Deal Breakers. And that's going to be hot and heavy, okay? And once again, this is the girl Shoebox. And we really, truly dive in and talk about what? Love, health.
health and wealth. So thank you, everybody, and forget don't forget to stay tuned and follow us on all podcast platforms. All right. All right. Bye. 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 Till next time. Till next time. <laughs>